everyone, and welcome back to our weekly 12 Questions podcast here at We Are Social Media. This week, we're joined by a 12 Questions first, Twitch creator Art Vega, and his interesting take on Twitch with, get this, puppets, content creation, and the future of social media. But first, I'm going to let him say a hello and give you a little insight into himself and Perception Studios. Hi, I'm Art Vega of Perception Studio. We're a tabletop gaming network and puppet and prop fabricators. We run a few shows on Twitch, and we have taken an active role in social media to help out ourselves to be discovered. Our main show is called Perception Check, where we have a set of what we call Felted Friends. They're puppets, but we, we chose the name Felted Friends, who play Dungeons & Dragons and other tabletop role-playing games as characters for the show. Excellent. So how was it that you got into social media in the first place? Me personally? Well, you know, it's one of those things that it just becomes a necessity. You realize that if you want to succeed in anything internet, you have to try to work with social media. There's almost not an option anymore. You have to do it and you have to learn how to do it and you have to work with it. Yeah, exactly. And especially with the e-gaming being such a big part of what you guys do as well. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things we discovered is that our show depended heavily on the individuals it wasn't so much about having people come to see our shows it was them getting to know us personally as the people who were in on this network so uh, social media was a big part of that and and letting them see our individual identities was important yeah exactly and that kind of i think leads to this idea that we live in a much more authentic culture than we used to yeah absolutely so they get to see all your behind the scenes fun i'm sure yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, I recently got married, so they got to see a lot of that, and people were very involved. And, and you know, um, it's weird to think that um, you share this kind of your life with people, uh, but people seem really interested and seem generally happy for some of the, the good things that happen in your life, So, which has been, been great about using social media and, and developing a, a positive community that we have. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, the sharing culture on social media is getting a little crazy. I mean, you kind of can share anything anymore and everybody are open to these conversations and actually diving in to even the deeper questions that we would have never considered sharing previously. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does feel strange at first, but then it just becomes part of what you do. And it sort of stops being the weird thing sharing thing, you know, with internet people. It just becomes your life and it, and it gets easier. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how you build relationships with people is actually talking to them and having these conversations in the first place. So why not do it online if you do it in person? Yeah, exactly. So then what is the social media platform that you personally gravitate towards the most? I think um, I, I think my favorite one is Instagram. I've been a photographer and a filmmaker, videographer for years. So uh, Instagram being that very visual medium uh, has really been the thing that I participate in the most. I think something like Twitter requires a lot more just conversation, but I'm far more better at photography and video and sharing things visually. So I think Instagram um, makes it very easily accessible for that medium. Yeah, I mean, everybody can be a photographer, a videographer, thanks to Instagram now, because you're able to kind of have that polished side if you really want to with little effort when... We used to focus so heavily on like photoshopping things and making things perfect. Instagram does it in a snap. Yeah. And then there's this whole other um, support system that has kind of grown around that Instagram, the need to, to create content for Instagram, like, you know, uh, cases that have lenses and programs that alter your photos and all that. So this whole 
culture that has developed around that. And I think uh, it's made it very easy to do, put a well-together Instagram account. Excellent. So I know you've already kind of touched on the platform that you guys focus on, which is Twitch. Can you tell us a little bit more about Twitch? Because it's something we actually haven't talked about before. Well, Twitch has um, primarily been a video game centric platform. So people basically just go watch people play video games. And it sounds like a, you know, you think, why would you ever want to watch people play video games, right? But people watch people play baseball or, you know, football, whatever other sports. It's, it's very similar in that way. And once you find yourself engaged in that, it is weirdly engaging. I never believed that I would watch people play video games or any game for that matter. But uh, it is very engaging and particularly because of the interactive aspect of it. All of Twitch is live. And as a viewer, you get to interact with the people through the chat. So anybody who is streaming gets to interact directly by talking to their viewers. And I think it's a very um, interesting way to participate in something on the internet. Yeah, and I think Twitch offers that opportunity, that kind of insight into human behavior as well, right? Why people make the decisions in the games that they do and how you can kind of influence that just by talking to them. Yeah, you can. A lot of people allow their chat or their community to participate and to influence what they're doing, which has been really, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot, has to do a lot with what we do. Um, we play with incentives. So um, we work on a donation-based system. So people can donate, uh, let's say they can donate, uh, we're playing RPG, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and we're going through an adventure, and people can donate, let's say $15 to introduce a character. And somebody can just donate, describe the character, and now it becomes part of our story. So those interactive kind of things make it a really fun for an audience, as opposed to you know when you just sit and watch TV or watch YouTube, it's all completely passive. But um, Twitch really allows uh, interactive uh, participation. Yeah, exactly. And then, like you said, it helps build out the anticipation of the audience and making them a part of that. And I think that's something that we're starting to see in the industry is what people want is they don't want to just be talked to anymore. They want to be a part of that conversation. They want to be a part of the content that you create. Mm -hmm. Participation and interactivity, I think, are big, important things that are, um, I think, growing within the social media and uh, internet based things. So then what do you think the future is in social media as an industry? Um, I do think interactivity is a big deal, but also community building, I think, is a, is a big thing in social media. Allowing people to join areas where, one, they feel safe participating in and areas where their, their like interests will be supported. Uh, so I think, I think currently, like Instagram and Twitter, there is a little bit of community, but not a whole lot. I think Facebook has done it for a long time. But I think Twitch and other social media, I think really need to push the community-based platforms. Yeah, I agree. And you mentioned how Facebook's strength is really in building those communities. I think even more so now they're really focusing on that because they've kind of taken away from the advertisers this idea of having an organic strategy and forced them to now put the money into that platform so now they have to think of other ways and get creative and how to build that community. And that's what they're doing, I think, more and more through the groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and understanding uh, small niche communities. Like you, you no longer have to have a giant community. You don't have to have you know, hundreds of thousands of people to successfully uh, promote something. You can have a small community um, that is maybe more engaged in what you're giving them as opposed to having a large community who are passively participating. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the strength. It's not so much strength in numbers anymore. It's more strength in conversation. Exactly. Yes. So then in terms of something you've seen on social media lately, whether that's from a brand or just a content creator, what's been your favorite piece of content this year? Um, I think <laughs> I was thinking about the things that actually stood out to me. And, and generally, I find things that are funny are, are, are the things that grab me. Um, and I've been really enjoying um, on Twitter, Wendy's trolling McDonald's for a while. That to me was, I don't know why, the most one of the most amusing things I think I've seen in a long time. Seeing these two giant companies kind of very lightheartedly uh, poke fun at each other. I think it's been really fun. And I think it's been doing really well for Wendy's because it, it, it made them a little bit more, feel less like a company and more yeah. like a person kind of that we could relate to. Yeah, exactly. It's giving the brand personality that it might not have had otherwise just broadcasting messages. Mm -hmm. And I think Wendy's kind of been an underdog for a long time. Uh, you know, McDonald's is such a huge entity. And Wendy's is it's a small, it's a much smaller company uh, has always been trailing behind them. So for them to, to come in and b basically tear them down a little bit, I think has been very entertaining and very fun and good for the brand. Yeah, and I think they're actually setting the precedent in the industry of how to make that personality come to life through just talking to people and building that relationship with their customers in a different way. Because there are so many companies that are very focused on this is my message, this is my message, this is my message. And they're more open to playing with their audience and kind of asking them for insights and teasing them a little bit. Yeah, and understanding that sometimes not everything has to be taken so seriously understanding that what they do, they sell burgers. They're not saving lives. They're not, you know, creating medicine. They're not doing anything that's amazing, you know, good for humanity. They're just selling burgers. So they don't have to be a serious company. And at the same time, I think they they struck a really good balance in not being completely mean. Yeah. And, and I think, because I think there's, there, obviously there's a, a huge amount of negativity on the internet. Uh, and I think they, they struck a really good balance of being humorous without actually being a negative. It, it, it makes people laugh. It doesn't make people feel sorry for anybody. And actually, the fact that they're picking on a company is much better than picking on an individual. But I think they struck a good balance with them. Yeah, exactly. Because I can see a lot of brands having some hesitation to being that ballsy when it comes to kind of picking on others. But I think they do it really well in the sense that you said, they're just being lighthearted and fun about it. Mm -hmm, exactly. So then what has been your favorite piece of content to work on? Whether that's a project that you're working on or one of your episodes that you do, what's your favorite standout piece? Um, well, I think the thing that I'm kind of, I'm something we're in the middle of working right now that I'm really uh, currently looking forward to a lot is a, uh, we're creating a, uh, something called Stupefy. Stupefy, it's going to be a Harry Potter parody series with puppets that we're, we're actually in the middle of, of working on. Just uh, raised some money through Kickstarter. We're going to start building some puppets and probably shoot in early next year. Looking forward to that. It's it's going to be um, very much from the point of view of we've seen a lot of people uh, take Harry Potter and, and do, well, what if this happened instead? You know, and changing the little bit of, of what we think we could change it. But what we're actually trying to do is making, taking the ideas that we, the things that we know did happen, but maybe we didn't see them on screen or didn't see them quite in the book, but we know events that took place and just kind of exploring those a little bit through humor and puppets. Excellent. Yeah. And that's such a hot topic as well, because I mean, the Harry Potter phenomenon is kind of a worldwide thing, right? Like it's not yeah. 
everybody knows Harry Potter and there's always something going on surrounding that. I mean, even in the UK here, as you would imagine, yes. uh, we are obsessed with Harry Potter. Not me in particular, but <laughs> everyone else I talk to is like, what do you mean you don't know Harry Potter? <laughs> so it's very much like a th it's a very topical thing that everybody's interested in and kind of really wish there was more of, which is why we're starting to see these various series come out that are kind of along the same lines and trying to always beat out Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, it's such an accessible thing. Everybody knows it in one way or another, even if it's only a little bit. Um, and I think um, adding the, the world of puppetry to it, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's something that no one's really thought of or done before, I don't think, either. So it'll be something new. Yeah, there's a couple of things I've done uh, similar, but not in the way we're doing it. And I think, it, I think definitely it's going to stand out. Excellent. So watch this space moment. <laughs> yes. So then what would be your key piece of advice for either brands or content creators in order to create successful social media content or have a successful social media presence? Um, I think for content creators specifically, people, especially when you're starting out, I think I, I keep saying, I don't remember where I heard this, but I tell this to a lot of people, it's okay to make trash. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're first starting, just uh, there's a lot of um, hesitance of getting started. And I think just being fully aware, you just get started and making trash and knowing that when you're going to start, it's going to be pretty awful. And as a new content creator, I think hitting that threshold of just getting yourself started uh, and eventually it, it, things will get good. You'll figure it out. But um, taking that big jump and not hesitating and waiting for the right moment. Yeah, exactly. Because like you said, the more you practice, the more you kind of dive in, the more you'll actually understand what your overall purpose is and how like the niches of how to fix things and do things the way that you want and bring them to life. Yes. And I think there's a lot of brands even um, that are hesitant to do that because they don't want to kind of be perceived as doing something wrong. But without doing it, you'll never know. Yeah, it's taken a little bit of courage um, and the courage for both small creator or a big company to just have the courage to make a jump. Yeah, to to take a risk, because I do find I do find a lot of companies, big brands uh, tend to play it safe. Yeah. Um, it's like we were talking about earlier about Wendy's. They took a risk with how they were with with their Twitter trolling uh, and it paid off. And I think those risks, the risks um, are always good to take. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's the experimentation you need to find your niche. Yeah. A little failure is good sometimes too. If, if you don't hit it right off the bat, a little failure just teaches, you know, it's just a lesson. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, success doesn't come first time to everyone or anyone really. Yeah, exactly. So then what would be kind of your key KPI per se? Like what is your metric that you pay attention to the most on Twitch? Um, uh, for us definitely is engagement um non-passive engagement you know um we have a pretty solid community uh of people who we see participate a lot you can sit and watch our one of our shows and we'll see a number you know we'll have right. a certain amount of viewers present but that means less to us than the people who are in the chat interacting with us um uh or all through we also use discord okay um and, and so we have our community, that same community lives on Discord and, and we have a lot of people who participate and constantly are talking to each other, not just us, but to each other. So I think that that um, engagement, I think, is the, the thing that we, we it matters the most to us because those are the people who are going to stick around. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for you as well, it helps you develop your content. It helps you understand what your audience is looking for. If they're not engaging with it, it's probably not in line with what they're looking for. Yeah, because you're, otherwise you're just guessing. You're yeah. guessing at what is going to work and what isn't. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you have that opportunity to ask them and get them involved in the conversation right through the live feed itself. So if you don't make use of that, you're kind of missing the opportunity. Yeah. And then they do. The good ones are very vocal about the things they like, the things they don't they don't like. Or how we said, we're a donation based um, through Twitch. Um, they they either donate or don't. So it's that active participation, that engagement that's really important. Excellent. So how big is your audience? I'm just curious. What's your usual view rate? Uh, our view rate on a, on a live show, about 60 to 80 people uh, oh, will wow. watch okay. the show live. Yeah, and uh, and then after that, we have a bunch of people. A lot of people will watch us on um, on repeats. Yeah, uh, because we do have actually have a lot of people um, outside of the U.S. who are fans, and so uh, they'll be uh, from the U.K. and from Australia and different. And I think we have somebody in Switzerland. They can't watch live because we don't match up with them. So we have a lot of views come in afterwards. I uh, hope people will catch up to the show and don't watch it live. Excellent. Yeah, and that's kind of good because then you can actually take that live content and turn it into a stream that someone can watch later and it yeah. just adds to your content base. Mm -hmm. So then in terms of obstacles, what do you think is the biggest obstacle with kind of getting started on Twitch per se? Visibility is very difficult. Um, the way Twitch is, is set up, it, it tends to favor people who've already been on Twitch for a long time. Okay. Uh, pe people with already a huge audience. Um, so visibility is really difficult. Um, and basically the website isn't set up to for discovery very well yet. And I think it's something that Twitch is figuring out how to allow for discovery. Um, they recently ma made some changes to how they structure their uh, their channels. And I'm not sure if that's helped. But um, so that's where you have to kind of function outside of Twitch. You can't just live on Twitch. You have to also live on the other social media platforms so people discover you. So we struggle with that a lot all the time. Uh, and it is one of those patient games where you just you just learn to be patient and you collect a little bit more people as you go. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's true with all the other platforms as well. It's just kind of knowing how they work and how they can coexist together and actually work towards one goal for either one channel or work individually for themselves as well. Yeah, and te technology has become so accessible to everybody that and, you know, it's been wonderful that everybody has uh, access to all this technology where they can make this content. But on the flip side, it's the fact that there are so many people creating content and trying it. You're constantly competing. And sometimes you're competing against people who are not necessarily bringing quality. Yeah. And so and it's, it, that's one of the hard things to see that you, you know, you might be producing something that's super high quality and you're still struggling against somebody who is just kind of slapping something together. And it's just because of visibility and, and luck. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, like the Facebook and Instagrams of the world have that real strong pay to play market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, and that's a that's a big hard thing to 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 cross. And especially with Twitch being fairly new to this. I mean, it's not new in a sense, but the platform itself is new to this idea of the strengths of social media and how to really adjust their channels and their algorithms to fit what's actually engaging versus what people the people, like you said, that have been on there for ages. Um, so I think it's just a learning process for them, uh, which is obviously a struggle for you guys. Um, but it's something that eventually, like all the other platforms, they will figure out. It's just a matter of getting the right voice behind them and 
getting everybody on board and the content creators, I think, will play a big part in that. Mm -hmm. Specifically, because, I mean, if you look at what YouTube does for its content creators or Snapchat, they get them involved. And I think the more that Twitch does that, the more voice those content creators will have and the platform will kind of adjust to their needs. Yeah. And, and I think just focusing outside of the major players a little bit, I think will help them. Both YouTube and, you know, Facebook Watch coming up and, and Twitch. Uh, focusing a little bit on, on the, the smaller players, I think will help them out a lot. Yeah, exactly. And especially because this idea of kind of micro influencers are becoming a much more prevalent thing in social media. People yes. don't want to spend the hundreds of thousands of dollars on the influencers when their actual influencers or the customers themselves. Yeah, the customer can can influence so much and and and, and it's so much cheaper for for you know for a company to to in, invest in that. So then what would you say in terms of someone just coming into social media, what's the key piece of advice you would give them? Well, aside from my making trash from earlier, um do not focus so much. I th I see a lot of people focusing a lot on numbers. Yeah. And how many likes or how many shares or how many, um, you know, how many followers I get. Uh, I mean, really concentrating on creating the content. Um, it's it, it and, and to understand that it's a slow game. You're not going to post four videos and have millions of views. You're going to struggle for a while and, and, and powering through that. I feel like there's a lot of um, uh, discouragement when um, when some, you know, you, you stream or you post a video and it doesn't get a lot of views. Uh, and, and I think fighting through that discouragement is really important and just keep fighting and just keep making things and concentrate on what you're making instead of concentrating on copying what other people are doing. I think it's really important. Yeah, exactly. And this idea that just because you're creating it and it's not working now doesn't mean it won't work. It's kind of that it adds to your evergreen content that you could always go back to because people are constantly mm -hmm. on the search for content. So maybe yeah. it comes up later and it catches someone's eye and it starts the conversation at a later date than you'd already created it. Mm -hmm. And the, the only thing you do is keep making things because uh, as you keep making things, you keep learning and you can't concentrate on the one video that you made. You know, it's, it's not, oh, I made this one wonderful video that I think should have millions of views and I'm going to wait for this to happen. You got to, once you've, you're done, you move on from it and you continue, you continue making and, and and not stop making is really important. So then what would you say? I mean, obviously with social media and all these ad formats, where do you see the future of the ad on social media or how are people gonna get their messages out in the future on social? I think, I, I still think the community is really important. Yeah. I think pushing community, community inside social media is, um, is gonna make a big difference because those when you join a community that you feel safe, where it's safe for you to be in, the, I feel like you're far more engaged and, and far more open to receiving messages. Yeah. And far more likely to, to continue to push through or to, um, to actually uh, engage with that message. And I think, so I think community is really, really important. I think it's where a lot of those platforms, all platforms need to push towards. Yeah, absolutely. So. In your live video, do you use kind of subtle advertisings or work with various brands or anything? Or is it just very much created content on the spot, no kind of ads popping up? Uh, currently, we don't. We are starting to move that way. Uh, we're a, re a relative young, younger Twitch channel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, a lot of our, our current work has been towards building community and building an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are definitely looking to move towards uh, some advertising and some advertisement, advertising partners, monetizing that a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're monetized and, and the, the, the channel is self-sufficient and it's been great. I think we've reached a, a good point in the short time that we've been alive on Twitch. Um, we've been doing it for, we're coming up on two years. So it's not that short, but it's uh, f- uh, to go from a um, from nothing to a channel that um, is completely self-sufficient monetarily is has been wonderful. Yeah, because video content is not cheap to produce. <laughs> it is. It just definitely isn't. So um, so yeah. So pushing that, um, we will hopefully develop more of those relationships and grow and continue growing and see where this goes and whether we stay on Twitch or decide to move on to something else. I think the content will continue to happen. Yeah, actually, that's what I was going to ask. Are you kind of looking maybe to the other platforms to then either repurpose your content or would you do like Instagram TV or something as well? Yeah, I think I think that hanging on to a single platform is maybe not necessarily the smartest thing. Yeah, I think you have to kind of just live on the Internet and allow people to gather your content however they feel. Uh, is best for them. So I think the more you diversify it a little bit, that's better. Um, but you also have to target the kind of content. Obviously, I can't, when we do a, a three-hour show on Twitch, I can't post that on Instagram because it doesn't make any sense. So I think eventually creating content specifically for each platform will be something that we do. Yeah, and I think that's where you could actually take those longer form videos and really chop it up into like little bits that might catch someone's eye and then send them to the video. I think that's the beauty of long form content is if it's shot right, you could actually just repurpose it on different channels in different formats, obviously. Yeah, we're looking actually to, to into turning some of our, our, our um, current shows into podcasts. Oh, amazing. Because we, and, and, yeah, we have puppets and it'd be great to see them. But if somebody wants to listen to them, that, that, I'm sure that would work out too. So some, somewhere, something to experiment with. Yeah, exactly. And audio is such a big thing right now as well. Mm-hmm. So then the final question is actually coming back to you. Okay. Um, your social media channels, I don't know how much of an open book you are, but what would be something that we won't find on your social media channels about yourself that's a fun fact? <laughs> that's a fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> you know what? In my social media, you wouldn't know this. I've told a few people. I have a, a very weird habit <laughs> okay. of buying video games a large amount like a lot of video games that i never play and as you know i usually don't have the time but for some some reason i'm obsessed with buying games when they come out and i'm really excited to play them and some of these games have haven't even been opened (laughs) they just sit you're a um avid collector collector (laughs) yes excellent was there anything else we want to kind of say to our audience before we head out no, I just thank you so much for having me. This is um, a lot of fun. I really enjoy talking about the work that we do. And um, it was nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. Thanks for giving us some Twitch insight. Well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed it and are all energized for the holiday season and new year ahead, where we'll be bringing you more experts and more brilliant insights. But until then, stay tuned and stay connected to We Are Social Media for the latest, greatest social media news tips, trends, and more. And of course, happy holidays.